Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is Arzo with Sexy Boss Babe, podcast number nine. Today, we're going to be talking about self-love. And most of us have heard that phrase being used. Everyone tells us you got to love yourself. Make sure you give yourself some self-love. You got to love yourself first before you're able to love anyone else. But what does that all mean? So joining us today are two amazing female authors. Uh, One of them who has been on our podcast before, podcast number five, uh, when we talked about trauma and forgiveness. And a new um, member is joining us. So we have Shireen, who's the author of To Love Again, and Tori Bryce, uh, the author of Love Behind the Veil. Uh, Welcome, ladies. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's definitely my pleasure. Um, So Shireen's been on the show before. And so Tori, this is your first time. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you guys both um, definitely talk about women empowerment a lot and forgiveness and love and just self-improvement overall and how to um, evolve and just um, live a more fulfilling life, I think. And that's what I love about... um, women like you is you guys have positive messages and you're using your own life experience to share and put those experiences out into publications, whether it's a book, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a blog. Um, And I love that you guys are um, having this opportunity where we can kind of chit chat about this topic. So um, Shireen, you were the one that came up with the idea of doing self-love for a podcast. So um, what, what inspired you to talk, want to talk about that subject? Well, first, it's really a main topic in my new book, To To Love Again, um, because I truly believe that love is the answer to all things, but it's really about getting your idea of what love is right, and the way to get it is first by loving yourself, and I think that self-love is misinterpreted, um, especially these days people interpret as self-love as buying yourself gifts and taking yourself on vacations and lavishing yourself instead setting high standards. And, you know, that's all good and everything, but that's not really the foundation of self-love. Self-love is just so much more than that. And it's really coming to terms of finding your identity and who you are and what your soul is telling you and being aligned that really is what self-love is about. My book is just a living lesson of how I was able to attain that and my lessons that I've learned of how to come to that point in life. That's, that's really great. And I love that you, um, that you brought up the fact that self-love is more than um, just the material things and the trip yes. from the, and the things that you buy for yourself. Um, Tori, how about you? I know Shireen reached out to you and thought you'd be a good um, uh, addition to this topic today. So what was it about self-love that inspired you to want to talk about it? I was so inspired by this topic because in my book, Love Behind the Bell, I explore um, the different stages of love that us as women go through, the different emotional stages. As us as women, we give so much of ourselves because we wear so many hats that it's it's not uncommon for us to go without doing for ourselves. And so what I've learned is going through these different um, stages of love, you've got to pour back into yourself. And it isn't all about the 
physical, you know, gratifications and the tangible things. Your body, your your body is composed of your mind, your body, and your soul. And if you have all of them balanced, you can always gain that internal happiness that will give you sustaining um, self-love. So this is really great because we have a few different perspectives. And um, Shireen, your, your main focus was just more on on the what can you do for yourself. And then what's interesting about your perspective, Tori, is that you came to that kind of conclusion through a relationship, which is giving. And through that process, you came to these insights um, about how important self-love is. And like you said, filling, filling your own cup first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you both are right about that. And as women, we have so many obligations and so many things that we have to tend to, whether it's our families and our jobs. And then with all the societal standards that, you know, you have to look a certain way and your hair always has to be perfect and your outfits have to be perfect. And it is a lot of stress and you have to be a certain way in a relationship. So there really is an important need for self-love and how do we attain that? So um, why don't you guys um, share with me, what are some, some things that you guys do with regards to self-love and maybe even share an example um, and whoever wants to go first can go first. I can, I can go. I, um, I just found throughout my experiences that I, I like Tori had said, I had identified my identity was the roles that I was playing in everybody's life. I was the mom. I was the wife. I was the, the daughter, you know, it was all my roles. And once I got my divorce and I, I kind of let go of everything. Um, and I learned to, instead of filling the voids in my life, I learned to just spend time alone. And in that silence that I spent by myself, I was able to figure out who I am as a woman. What is it that I like? What do I don't like? I learned to start saying no to things. Mm -hmm. I think that is just so important because we tend to do things as women to make other people happy because it brings us fulfillment to make other people happy. And we forget how to make ourselves happy. And in doing so, you have to learn how to say no. You have to learn how to feel lonely when you feel lonely instead of covering up that loneliness by spending time with people that don't really fill your cup up at all. It's okay to feel lonely. That's a universal emotion. But once you start getting to know yourself in the lonely time when you're alone, you start to enjoy your own company and you can't feel lonely when you like the person you're alone with, you know, yeah. And it's just really in that silence that you give yourself that time. That's Mm -hmm. really a gift. You get to know who your soul is. And when you know that all the other stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if your hair is messy. doesn't matter if you have makeup on or not. You glow because you have something that most people don't have and you have peace. That's, that's really beautiful. And that's, um, I think that's really important. And I think a lot of women overlook that. And just like you said, as a woman, you know, you're married, you had children, you have all these hats that you have to wear and all these roles that you have to fulfill. And I think a lot of women feel that way. Um, I was recently at a wordiful event conducted by host Liz Hernandez. She used to be a host on power 106 and she has her own um, YouTube show now and she does these live events and her topic was self care. So it was a little bit similar and it was 30 women in a room kind of, you know, opening up and talking about where they're kind of lacking for themselves. 
And um, so it was kind of, you know, like I said, it's similar. And it was the same thing. A lot of moms that I, you know, I have to give to my children. I have to be a wife and I have to cook and I have to do this. Where is that time for yourself? Um, and, and when, you know, one of the things that we talked about was that um, for women, it's difficult because women are naturally nurturers mm-hmm. and it's, it's in us just in, innately to give and to be generous. And um, if that was the only thing that we had to do was to be a, a stay at home wife or just a mother or something like that, it might work. But in the way that society is today, we can't do that because we have jobs and we have to pay the bills. And sometimes many of us have multiple jobs. And so how do you get around and how do you get to everything? Um, and, you know, just kind of going off of that, Tori, you're very busy. You have a lot going on. Um, you're involved in a lot of different things. So where do you find your time to, to, to give yourself that self-love? Well, you know, it's really um, funny that Shireen brought up the idea um, or the topic that it was in her stillness and her, you know, quiet time that she found out about herself because after I came out of a long-term relationship, it was in that stillness as well that I started to look internally and see the different areas of my life that I was not happy with or I didn't feel like I gave as much attention to. And when you when you get into that stillness and that quiet time, you really can, can see and think a lot clearer. And for me, it was like putting focus into um, my mindful practices, infusing calmness and quieting my mind because, you know, being so busy, my mind is constantly going. It's constantly from one business to the next business to the children to, you know, everything that's on my plate. And so what I found is that in that stillness, when I could bring myself to that calm state and meditate and self-reflect is that's when I was able to nourish my mind and provide myself with self-love because I'm, I'm recognizing those areas that I need to nourish. And until you do that, you're constantly ch- chasing happiness. And mm-hmm. sometimes happiness is not in the massages or the pedicures or the, the nail, getting the nails done. I hear a lot of people, you know, mention that as I'm providing self-love, I'm going to get my massage today. But sometimes, um, self-love comes from just being still and by yourself and being able to um, soul search and dig into whatever your faith is, your, your higher power um, is ultimately a self-seeking um, love technique for yourself. I also think that, you know, we tend to cover up the emotions that we don't like feeling. For instance, mm-hmm. when we feel lonely, we spend time with people that we mm-hmm. necessarily don't enjoy their company that much. When we feel sad, we try to do something that makes us feel happy. I think that it's so important to listen to your body. And when it's feeling something, to me, that's your soul trying to tell you something and to just be still and listen to yourself and let yourself feel your emotions mm-hmm. and then figure out what the problem is because it's within that problem that you're fixing yourself. And when you realize what is it that I'm trying to cover up? What am I running away from? When you stop running away, you just realize how much more you are at peace because you're, you're, you're seeing yourself in a whole different light. Um, for me, it was really hard just being still because like Arzo said, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I'm extremely busy. And, um, 
I just made time because it was important to me, you know, instead of going out all the time or, you know, getting into another relationship or, Mm -hmm. you know, doing things that I watching TV, I stopped watching TV altogether a year and a half ago, and it completely changed my life. I watched no TV at all. And now when my children are in bed, I'm alone and I'm in silence. And then people think meditation is like some, you know, hard practice to do, but really just learning to be present in the moment Mm-hmm. feeling yourself breathe, just being aware of where you are right now, that is a meditation practice in itself, um, which a, a lot of us don't do. Um, I remember listening to Oprah's podcast, and one of the people on there said, just practice being present when you're in the shower. So many of us, when we're in the shower, our mind is running around like throughout the day, what we have to do and all this. Just be in the shower, feel the water on your body just be in the moment within yourself and it really does change the way your day goes it it starts your day off completely different on a different tone well you both mentioned the the stillness part and that stillness part is really important and a lot of the um a lot of the gurus and you know spiritual uh seekers talk about that too um Deepak Chopra talks about it in a lot of his books and he calls it being in the gap and Mm -hmm. it's in that stillness place where um, not only do you need it, but it's your, it's kind of your reset button. And mm-hmm. it's also that space when all of a sudden, when nothing's going on, those are the spaces that inspiration comes through as well, mm-hmm. which if you're not giving yourself that, you're not going to get that inspiration. And a lot of times when it comes to problem solving, it's an active um, action that we're constantly thinking, well, how do I solve this problem? What do I do? And again, going back to the stillness, a lot of problems can be solved just by being still. And someone might think, well, that doesn't make sense. If I'm not doing anything, how is anything being solved? But you're giving your brain and your mind and your body a chance to just calm down and rest and take a break and not Mm -hmm. be on overdrive. And in that moment, in that space, or a little bit after that space, a lot of times answers will come um, Mm -hmm. easily or automatically. And another thing that I like that you mentioned, um, was feeling your emotions and being in your emotions. And Mm -hmm. again, going back to just traditionally, culturally, in most cultures throughout the world, that women are taught to be a certain way, to be kind, to be polite, to be nice, to be generous. And for myself personally, I'm going to share something that's, um, I think it's a little bit interesting. It's something that almost startled me. Um, I've always been that person that was just always kind, always giving, always generous. And I suppressed a lot of my emotions throughout my life. Not even my closest friends were able to see what those emotions were. And I have, in the last few years, just trying to be a little bit more open and trying to be more vulnerable and expressive. And one particular emotion that I almost never have experienced in my life, it was anger. Anger. Wow. Wow. Wouldn't allow myself to get angry. And I thought it was a good thing. I thought, you know, this is... If someone makes me upset, it's better to be peaceful about it. And it wasn't until I was in a relationship with somebody that really has been pushing me on how to be vulnerable. And it's been very uncomfortable. The process has been very, very uncomfortable for me. But in those um, moments or certain experiences that he and I have, I find myself becoming very angry. And at first, it really startled me that why am I getting angry? I'm not I just wasn't used to the emotion itself. Mm -hmm. And 
it kind of took some time and it, and it made me realize that, you know what, it might not be a pleasant emotion because being nicer is better, being happy is better, but it's still an emotion. And, and, you know, nature made us that way. And I should honor that emotion when it comes up. And allow so what did you do when you were, were feeling angry? So I'll be, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Yeah. I'm still working on it because yeah. it's still something that's, that's a new thing for me. And right now, more than anything else, I'm allowing myself just to feel it, just to be in my mm-hmm. anger and not to live in the anger. It's not something that I'll, I'll keep with me, you know, for days on end. But when the anger comes up, I allow myself to feel it. And I think to myself, what was it about this that made me angry? Why am I angry? And then just like you guys were saying, it brought me back to other parts of myself that I need to work on. You made mm-hmm. a really good point when you said not to stay in that, in that right. or not to stay in that. I think it's so important to like be aware, be mindful of the feelings that you're feeling, let yourself feel it and then know what you have to do to get yourself out of it. Right. And move on because yeah. if you don't, you'll make yourself off balance mm-hmm. exactly. and then you, it'll affect every area of your life and every part of your body. And so that it, that's really important that when you're practicing that mindfulness, it's okay to be to be angry, mm-hmm. but you want to try to infuse calmness into that. And then I always try to say when things make me upset or make me angry or startle me or get me off um, balance, I always try to go back to this saying. I say respond using your spiritual programming opposed to your emotional programming because we're emotional beings so you know we react off of a lot of times out of emotion Mm -hmm. you know and when you can recognize that um, before you respond or before you react then you can make a better judgment call on how you respond to it exactly and ultimately doing all this you start to learn how to just trust yourself um, when you learn how to trust yourself, then you stop being so fearful of things that you were once fearful of. Mm-hmm. You trust that you'll start making the right decisions. You'll start knowing who you are so that these emotions won't trigger you so much. Um, I think that's really important. No, that sounds really good. And um, one thing, Tori, that you just mentioned, and I really like that, you made a uh, a very distinct separation between um, coming from your emotional self versus coming from your spiritual self. Mm-hmm. And they're two separate things. And definitely the emotions are the reactions and the spiritual mm-hmm. self. That's the, that's where the work is. And, and, and that's where a lot of people don't nourish. That's the mm-hmm. other part of that self love mm-hmm. that I don't care what kind of faith that you have, whatever that faith is, you need to feed yourself that. And that needs to need to live within you because that's going to help you ultimately on how you respond to every aspect of your life. And that's one of my favorite, favorite um, parts of self-love to nourish because I, I'm a preacher's kid. So my faith is, is firm in Christianity. And so um, ultimately I tap into my faith because that's my power. That's my power source. And um, you hear different, you know, ministers Um, tell you all the time about how important it is to let like if God lives in you then you should always be exuberating love um, to your neighbor to you know your family or whatever so you're like an example of what Christianity is and so when you have a faith-based teaching that you follow that's always going to come into play with every aspect of your life Mm -hmm. and how you carry out um, 
your daily walk. That's so true. That's definitely true. And, and um, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I'm definitely a spiritual person. Yeah. And I kind of started a spiritual journey um, at an earlier part of my life. And it's funny because, <laughs> you know, you go through these journeys and you get to a place and you think, you know, I think I might have it figured out. And then all of a sudden something else kind of <laughs> comes to life and you're like, wait a minute, I don't have it figured out. I got to start over now. I got to start at the right. And in a way, I feel like with the whole anger thing, I feel like that's what kind of I've been going through. Um, and it's, you know, I've, I've had a very strong spiritual practice personally for a very long time. Um, but it's just, you know, it's kind of things have taken me for a loop a little bit. And it's almost like I'm in this other phase of kind of taking it to the next level. And it's a lot of work. So on an mm-hmm. emotional level, I'm personally, I have a lot of work ahead of me right now. I think that's just what life is about. It's just constantly working and improving on yourself. I don't think there's ever an end to that at all. No, not at you all. Because once mm-hmm. you stop doing these things, you just go back to the reactive side of yourself, like Tori said, the emotional side of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you're not in tune with yourself because really we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Right. You know, so we have to always stay in tune with that spirit within us. That's so, our soul. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just so important. And um, there's so many things that people, I know like someone who's listening, who's never meditated, who's constantly on the go would be listening to this podcast thinking, okay, how do I do any of this? Mm-hmm. And I think there's certain <laughs> things that you can implement in your life slowly mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. to start, like I said, be present in the shower start hanging messages up for yourself to see daily that's positive that's um you know validating a feeling that mm-hmm. or a thought that you want so that you're positive reinforcement yeah positive mm-hmm. reinforcement so you're you're reaffirming that message into your subconscious and listening to positive things i think that people just fill their mind up with so much junk on mm-hmm. the radio on tv and then they wonder why they feel crappy like our brain and our mind it's a muscle so the more Mm -hmm. you exercise it in a positive way the better you're going to feel absolutely and we never touched on as well as um, self-love when it comes to the body I know a lot of people do the tangible things when it comes to the body but there's a lot of um, other things that you can do to provide self-love to yourself like embracing slow movement our body yearns to slow down because we're mm-hmm. such at a fast we're moving at a, a fast pace every day you know so our body is is craving like slow movement whether it's yoga or a walk or even just stretching your muscles um, um the, what we eat um eating healthier foods consuming less sugar nourishing your Again, getting more rest and, you know, and just, you know, rejuvenating yourself in that way. That's all self-love techniques that you can implement that's easier to, to accomplish and achieve. Yeah, those are definitely spot on. Um, I love those and just staying home sometimes. <laughs> not going <laughs> yes. self-love too. Right. <laughs> yes. Learn to like your own company. You know, learn, learn what you like to do by yourself and learn to enjoy your own company, because if you can't enjoy your own company, then how do you expect anybody else to, you know, I think a lot of women, um, I think people in general, but I think I, I I know just from experience, a lot of women are afraid of that, of being 
Yeah, alone. I used to be. Mm -hmm. Me too. I was. I I was one of those people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, but when you take that that first kind of step and and you know do something, I have a someone close to me who was married and then got divorced and you know, just did never wanted to be alone. And, um, at this stage in her kind of, um, healing process, she's spending time alone and she'll call me and she'll say, guess what? I did this alone. Or I went to this town by myself and, you know, it's a little mini celebration because she's working on herself and she's going through that healing process. And, um, you know, uh, it, it, it takes some courage to allow yourself because you have to be vulnerable. You have to put yourself Mm -hmm. out there. You don't know what's going to happen, you know, and, I think immediately people think, are people going to look at me and wonder why am I alone? Why do I not have somebody with me? Mm-hmm. You have to stop caring what people <laughs> exactly. think. That's none of stop your business. I'm reading a book right now. I don't know if you guys have read it before, but it's uh, called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. It's a really short read, but it's so powerful. And one of the lines there, he says, Men do not attract that which they want, but that which they are. And I feel like the moment you start realizing who you are, you're in control of what you're going to attract into your life. You know, um, when you're attracting brokenness into your life, it's because something within you is broken and you need to fix Mm -hmm. that. You need to heal that. You want to attract a healthy whole person into your life then you have to reflect that back out into the universe and how do you do that the way you do that is nourishing your soul because typically what's internal is something that happened external that winds up you know going laying dormant internal and it's funny that you said that that's the name of a book because that is actually the scripture of proverbs 23 7 and it says as a man think of Mm -hmm. in his heart so he is So if you don't think of yourself in a positive, you know, um, way, then you will not project out that you're going to project out what you feel you are internally. And so healing from the inside is so important. That should be like one of your top priorities when you're talking about self-love, something that's going to sustain you and last longer than tangibles. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to just touch on one one thing before we um, start wrapping up but on forgiveness. Um, and I want to get your guys' feedback on it too. Um, I think, you know, as humans, we are fallible and we make mistakes. And I think as women, we're very hard on ourselves. We're very self-critical. And on the one side, being self-critical is, is good because there's self-reflection. But going back to living in it, that's where the problem is. And we need to stop living in our self-criticism and mm-hmm. we can take accountability for our shortcomings or our faults or whatever it is, but we need to, at some point, let it go and give ourselves the forgiveness. And I think that's a big part of self-love too. Yeah, we can be so empathetic towards other people and understand uh, why people are doing this or that. But when it comes to ourselves, we're so critical and we, we don't, we're not quick. At least I wasn't before I am a little bit more now, but I, I wasn't so quick to forgive myself. And I would live in that state of just, you know, hating myself when I messed up or I hurt somebody or I did something I knew I shouldn't have done. And when you do that, it's just, you're self-sabotaging your life. Mm-hmm. You have to forgive yourself. Yeah, 
because life is just like a learning, a learning experience. Everything you're doing, you're learning about who you are as a person and you learn from it. Definitely. Um, That was one of the other things that we kind of noticed at that wonderful event with Liz Hernandez, that we were so um, generous towards other women and being empathetic, but the self-talk was just very negative. So um, I think that's definitely something we can, we can work on. Any, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Well, I would just say that um, self-love should be a requirement. Um, It's, it shouldn't be, you know, should I choose self-love or should I choose, you know, life? Because really ultimately you're not going to live a productive um, and long sustainable happy life if you don't provide yourself with self-love if you don't nourish your mind body and soul and ultimately when you do nourish those three areas of your life things can tend to fall in line and you you can actually somewhat out of that determine what your true purpose is and live a fulfilling life thank you so much for um adding that that last tidbit um i know that's gonna be something that i'm gonna listen to this podcast again and Uh, gain from that. Um, It's something that I think I need. And I, I think a lot of our listeners will, will definitely gain from that and from um, a lot of the other insights that you guys shared. So thank you both uh, so much for um, taking your time to share with us today. And if you could each um, again, uh, state your first and last names, your books and your social media handles so that people can start following you and hopefully buy your books. Yes. Um, well, I, I'm Shereen Rivera. My new book is To Love Again. It's available on Amazon, or you could purchase it through my website at ShereenRivera.com, S-H-A-R-E-E-N-R-I-V-E-R-A. And the same thing on my social media. You can look me up as Shereen Rivera, and I'm constantly posting um, things, excerpts from my book and poems and messages So I look forward to hearing from some people that have listened. I know the last podcast we did, I got so much good feedback from it. Oh, that's good. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm Tori Grice. And you can find me on uh, Instagram at Tori P as in Paul Grice. Um, I post, I do a lot of inspirational um, posts every day to, you know, empower women daily um, because it's it's a collaborative effort here. We all fall short day to day, and sometimes we just need just a little bit to keep going. My book is called Love Behind the Veil, and you can also get that from my website at toripgrice.weebly.com. I'm excited to have joined you ladies today. Thank you. So make sure to support these women. You know, we all talk about women empowerment. This is how we can be empowered. It's by empowering each other and by supporting each other. Um, And also, please make sure to uh, continue listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, We will have a great rest of the season for the rest of the year. Every Monday, a new podcast will be released. And we've got some great guests coming up. So thank you for staying tuned. And as always, make sure to follow us on our social media handles at The Sexy Boss Babe. And our website is www.sexybossbabe.com. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today, and we look forward to next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.